0: Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of his mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media, to make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God only. So today we hear about the concept of a blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, and we hear about um, how it can never be forgiven. And so we ask ourselves, how can we have a sin that can never be forgiven? And the reality is, if you have a sin that is not recognised within myself, then it can never be forgiven. If I have within my heart a feeling that I am righteous and other people are sinners and I am the righteous one, how can I ever be forgiven of this sin? And this is blaspheming the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit teaches me that I am the worst of all sinners, me personally. And everyone else is a son and daughter of God, and I make excuses for them, and I elevate themselves, I elevate them, and recognize in myself that I am the chief of all sinners. And if I, have, if I don't have this understanding in my heart, then how can I ever be forgiven? How can I ever come to God in a state of repentance when I don't have any repentance in my heart? All I have is hardness and I stand before God saying, I'm pretty good. I don't need you. I've done it all pretty much by myself and I'm good. And this hardness of heart, this feeling that I am good and others are bad, that I don't need repentance, is the worst thing that can happen in our spiritual life. And it's the worst thing, because it breeds division. And this is what Jesus was talking about. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. When I come before God and stand in this lie, that I am righteous, that I don't have many sins, that I'm pretty good, I'm a good person, but yet I condemn the world around me when I see something on social media, when I hear something in the news, I say what a bad person how could they have done that then i have bred division in my life and this is the mother of all sins in any enterprise division is 100 percent fatal there has never been a church there has never been a company there has never been a family that is successful when there is division and if you look at the readings throughout the day they speak of all of the dangers of division In the Pauline, it says that none of you may be puffed up on behalf of one against another. Who makes you differ from one another? Or what do you have that you did not receive? He's saying you cannot be puffed up. I'm better than you on behalf of one against another. And in the Catholic epistle, he says, There will be people who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them and many will follow the destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. I am the one who brings in secretly destructive heresies when I come in and I sow division. It's not as though I'm going to teach bad doctrines about Jesus and the Trinity and theology, but I am bringing in destructive heresies when I come in and I breed and I sow division, when I talk about someone when I argue and push my agenda, when I'm convinced in myself that I am right and I have to fight this cause and it breeds division, I am the one who brings in destructive heresies. And in the Acts, it says, the Jews caused an unrest by stirring up division against the apostles. They whipped up a frenzy and led to all sorts of problems. And I do this, I whip up a frenzy in my service in my family when i sow division when i gossip when i talk when i put down i whip up a frenzy against other people and against the service and against my house and this is me who's doing it we don't read the bible and say oh that's what they did back then we read the bible and say, this is what i am doing now this is how i'm behaving today i'm bringing in division and destructive heresy so what are the forms of division well we look at it from a larger perspective. We have divisions in churches. And the most important rule is unity has to be preserved at all costs. Almost at every single cost, unity should be preserved. Some people will say, Oh, no, but what about the great saints of old who fought against the heretics and they stood for what was right, like St. Athanasius? And I will say, What levels of pride? Allow me to think of myself as St. Athanasius, the Pope of the whole church, who fought a very important battle once 1,500 years ago. If I'm upset at another servant, if I'm upset at another person in the church, know this rule. 99.9% of the time, the problem is with me. It's my fault. If I'm angry with another person, if I resent them, The problem is with me. I have to learn from other people and maybe their difficulties and their hard way to get along with. I have to learn to love, to be patient and to understand. If I lose my temper, if I get angry, if I gossip about other people, regardless of what they have done to me to provoke me to that end, I answer before my God. I don't answer for them, I answer for myself. And my response. So if you're in service and you're finding there's division or any, any aspect of the church and you're finding there is division and frustration, stop immediately. Think, how can I resolve this? And what you will find the second you stop and you think is that the solution to the problem 99.9% of the time is with me. I can fix it. All I have to do is love more, is to be more humble, is to subject myself at the feet of others as Christ taught us to do. And if I do that, this will resolve the problem. This will bring back unity and love in every service and in every church. But if I persist in making my point, insisting on my opinion, then whatever aspect of my life, whatever aspect of service or in the church we are trying to achieve, it is doomed to fail from that moment we will never be successful. So unity is above all else. A lackluster or boring service with unity is much better than an innovative and exciting service with division. The next going down step where we find division is we find division in our homes. And there is one guaranteed way to confuse your children, and that is if there is division between me and my partner you will confuse your children to no end there is no common direction mum says something dad comes in contradicts insists says i know better we're going do it this way all the child is understanding from this interaction is mum is not to be respected and that destroys the family and vice versa whenever we contradict and we fight with each other and there's division and i say i'm right I am the justified one, and they're wrong, and I push, then I am breeding division within my house. There is a big problem, you know, if you look at, for example, in the issue of disciplining kids. When one parent is a disciplinarian, and the other one sabotages the discipline, in that context, how can a child know their boundaries? It is much better, I would say, for a harder parent to soften their discipline than to cause division. And it is much better for a softer parent to harden their discipline for the sake of unity and to avoid division. If we are on the same page together as a couple, then our children will eventually learn to be on the same page. And even in your relationships, if I insist on something, in my opinion, on a way of doing things, on an expectation on the other person, then every time I insist and push it, I'm running the danger of losing the unity. Sometimes it may be necessary, but I would hazard a guess, 99% of the time, unity is much more important. Unity, even if I sacrifice my opinion, sacrifice my pride, sacrifice the way I want to do something for the sake of unity, I have already achieved the end goal which is a peaceful, loving, and joyful house. If both partners are sacrificing always for the sake of the other, sacrificing themselves, their will, their free time, their desires, for the sake of the other person, what a blessed marriage. You will not find the devil or any sin capable of invading that heart because it is like a boundary, it's like a bulwark against the advance of the devil. And the last one is division within myself. And I have to look within myself and I say, is my heart divided? Am I blaspheming the Holy Spirit by living a double life? And saying, yes, I come to church. I'm a good person. I haven't murdered anyone in the last few weeks. You know, I'm pretty good. Um, So far, so good. You know, go to confession. Yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, don't really know what to say. And I'm living a double life. Because the truth is, before God, I am the greatest of all sinners. But I come and I say, I'm actually not that bad, I'm pretty good. This double life that I'm leading is blasphemy. It means that God can't work in my life. It means the Holy Spirit can't move in me because I'm not accepting and owning who I am. What I'm trying to do is stay in the church, alleviate my conscience that way. But my heart is traveling all over the world. Even if you're in a marriage, imagine you've got one foot in the marriage, one foot out of the marriage. Sometimes I sleep at home, sometimes I go sleep outside, don't really communicate with my partner inside. How can this ever be a sustainable relationship? It's impossible. And so when we live this way, we live with one foot in and one foot out. We have to make a decision within ourselves now, today, to live for one purpose and one purpose only. Everything else is window dressing. Your careers, the money, the families, all of these things are important, but only for the end goal. And the end goal is to be united within myself, to tunnel vision and be focused on the kingdom of heaven. If you seek that, everything else will fall into place. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else would be added unto you. With a tunnel vision, Make a decision in my life to not be divided within myself. Sometimes I pray, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I go to church, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I do the right thing, sometimes I don't. And when I don't, I justify myself. This one foot in, one foot out is destructive. It's blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean when we focus on God that we won't sin. Absolutely, we still struggle against it. But my goal and my purpose is one. And that is to discover Christ and to know Him and to live with Him eternally. So let's focus the most importantly now on ourselves. Not on other people, not on other problems, not on other issues, but on myself. How I can live in unity with the people around me in church, with the people around me in my family. And live with unity within myself. I'm not divided within myself. I live with unity within myself. And if I look within myself, and that is my goal throughout my life, then we will be completely united in the love of God. And glory be to God forever. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.